You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We got this. So maybe favorite drafts, favorite picks, awards, week one takes, streaming. Well, then we can hit some defenses to stream at the end. Yeah. And that'll be it. see over there my levels coming in half decent your levels are my levels coming in half decent yes they are we just gotta stay on the mic god you love that let me turn these up actually okay i'll just go off my phone <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs> no idea. Oh, man. We're just going to start the show like this. Welcome in to DMVR Fantasy presented by DraftKings. Use that code DMVR. Football season's just back. They've got you hooked up every which way. Just use that code DMVR to win $200 when you place a bet on any NFL game of $5. Kale, we're here. How we're are here. you? I'm great. Uh, we just had a fantasy draft. Always one of my favorite days of the year when you get to have a draft with your buds. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I was drafting from a meeting and really missed out. But now I get to catch up on all the fun because you and I can talk it over in this episode. So I'm kind of excited. There's so much to talk about with this draft. We just had our DNVR staff fantasy draft. Yeah. First, first annual. Pretty cool. So it'll be fun. Yeah. So let's start with some of our favorite and least favorite drafts, all with love, of course. And, uh, you know, look forward to getting my ass kicked by the people that I put on blast right now or whooping the ass of the people that I praise. Yeah. So I'm not scared at all. 
Do you have a prime candidate here? Uh, are we going starting with favorites or least favorites? Yeah, it, this is the old good news, bad news. It's kind of a personal preference how you start. Let's start with Yaya because I feel like we oh. have to kind of put him on blast here a little bit. Get blasted, young man. Yeah. So I love his first pick. He gets Cooper Cup at eighth overall, which Great is not bad. Great Tremendous pick. value, yes. But then after that... First seven picks, all running backs. All running backs. Which Don't know that I expected that. I didn't expect it. Um, I certainly think it's more of a we are in a league with people who know their fantasy stuff. I guess. I don't expect people to be so fantasy woke, I suppose. They've been I was, awakened, Cam. I was not expecting it, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, so I do think that's noteworthy. Jonathan Taylor goes first. Austin Eckler goes second. Christian McCaffrey goes third. Najee goes fourth to your boy. Derrick Henry goes fifth to my boy. Uh, Dalvin Cook, sixth. And Joe Mixon closes out the running back run. So then, yeah, Yaya jumps on Cooper Cup, the do-it-all record-breaking wide receiver, and we are not hating on that pick. No, not at all. The issue is after that, it kind of falls apart. He takes with... Five of his next, like, seven picks, he takes running backs. He gets Nick Chubb, Cam Akers, A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris, and Chase Edmonds. Right. And the issue is, out of those five guys, who do you feel great about? Nick Chubb, maybe, but even then, if he's, he's splitting carries, and he's not always healthy. Mm-hmm. So you're really looking for two starters out of that mix, and it's going to be up and down every week. He's going to have a really hard start-sit decision every week when he's going into those positions, and I don't love his wide receivers behind Cooper Cup either. Right. He gets Keenan Allen. He gets Darnell Mooney. Romeo Dubs. Who Who I love is a sleeper, but... Wide receiver four? My goodness. Jalen Tolbert, his only other wideout. And those running backs kill listed off. The only players in between are Keenan Allen, TJ Hawkinson, and Joe Burrow. Which, which I love the Joe Burrow round, pick. Nice pick. Seventh round. That's yeah. a nice pick. That's a nice pick. But TJ Hawkinson being your only option at tight end when you miss out on one of the top five guys. It's not great. It's not great. I mean, we know the tight end is a boomer bust position. And once you get past that elite category, it's more bust than boom. Mm-hmm. And so I don't love having to take TJ Hawkinson in the sixth. I would have loved to wait maybe another two rounds, getting a Zach Ertz, a, a Pat Fryermuth, maybe even a Cole Komet or a Mike Giusecki, who you can get way yeah. later. Yeah. So I didn't love Yaya's draft. That's probably my least favorite draft. And what of- we're getting at here is this is why you got to kind of prioritize running backs early and often because even if you wait by round four for your rb2 you might kind of be stuck with some guys who yeah if they pan out you're gonna look like a genius i mean if cam Akers is rb1 for the rams you're gonna look great if aj Dillon's finally what everyone's been expecting at green bay i mean you're gonna be awesome Chances are, though, those are big rolls of the dice. Huge rolls of the dice. And at best, crowded backfields. Right. Right. Exactly. So this is why you kind of want to attack it early and wait for your wide receivers to kind of fall to you. And that's exactly what I did. I took two running backs and a tight end early in my first three picks. Um, Not to toot my own horn a little bit here, but then I had 
Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, Brandon Cooks, Rashad Bateman, Amari Cooper, and Devonta Smith all fall to me without even having to think about it. Yep, and you still got Christian Kirk and Tyler Lockett in there as well. Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, kind of contractually obliged to do that. Contractually obliged, he's my guy. And you get running backs in the first two of your first three picks, and you come away with Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette. Now, there's probably a trade for me to make to get another a true RB3 because I don't have one on this roster. Uh-huh. There's probably a trade for me to make, but I'm loaded at wide receiver that I know when an injury hits that I'm going to be able to make that move. Yeah, assuming there are enough running backs that you like. Because soon enough, these running back teams that look loaded are like, shit, I can barely find an RB2. Which, let's go to that. Uh, I love Mitch's draft. Yes, Merchel Carroll, you know one. So, our our Burgundy boys getting an extra shout-out. Burgundy boys getting some shout-outs. Yeah, run us through what Mitch was able to accomplish. So Mitch took Austin Eckler second overall, which was a little bit of a bold take, but we are half PPR, so there is some value there. Big time. Um, not quite full PPR value, but then he gets Javante Williams, and then he waits all the way till the sixth round and gets David Montgomery, and yeah. then all the way till the ninth round, Cordero Patterson, really nice. who finished as RB8 last year, and he got him all the way in the ninth round. I love his running backs. His wide receivers and his tight ends, he's got Mark Andrews, Cortland Sutton, Adam Thielen, and Hunter Renfro. The Adam Thielen, Hunter Renfro back-to-back picks I just absolutely love in a PPR or a half PPR world. He broke my heart taking Renfro two picks. I was torn between DeAndre Hopkins and Renfro. I went with Hopkins and him taking Renfro. I was really hoping I could get Hunter at the turn, but... Alas, it was not to be. And then on top of that, he loaded up on running quarterbacks. So they're high floor quarterbacks, which is something we harp on preseason every year. Yeah, that's true. He had a great draft. He had a great draft, in my he opinion. He really did. And I mean, Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard. So he was able to address those areas where you want to be kind of head of the class, if you will. And he's in a spot where he's going to look really nice. I thought he did a really really outstanding job love that you uh you highlighted that who who ended up with gabe davis that was okay that was our guy jake schwanitz who was on the show last week with us jake had a great draft too um he just i I think he had some value all over the place he just took guys when they fell to him and that's gonna really i think that'll help i think it'll help he's got some question marks injury wise with some jalen waddles some saquon barkley's and some Christian McCaffrey's. Christian McCaffrey, yeah. It is a very boomer bust roster. Yeah. But he makes it happen. His quarterbacks are Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins. You know, he played the board right. He took the picks that were there. Yeah. He played the draft. I I can't come away angry. You want to put me on blast? I don't want to put you on blast. I liked your draft. You've got two of my favorite running backs in the league for fantasy this year with your two first picks. Yeah, I went Najee, um, Aaron Jones, back-to-back. I reached like crazy on Damon Pierce in the fifth round, but I just wanted to ensure I had him. Um, I also kind of reached on Kyle Pitts if you were looking at the ADP rankings in the third. Yeah, but I really think that elite option at tight end, the value you're going to get from having one of those top guys, if he pans out to be one of those Mm -hmm. top guys, Mm -hmm. if he really is in the Travis Kelsey, George Kittle of the last couple years type of points per game 
realm that won't be a reach. And so you had the same strategy I did. You took two running backs and a tight end early to really solidify yeah, that part of your yeah, roster. Yeah. And then you let your wide receivers fall to you. But I love your wide receivers. Michael Pittman, Amon Ross St. Brown, Ju- Juju Smith-Schuster, DeAndre Hopkins. What a high value play for the back half of your season. Um, the only thing I really don't love is uh, the back the back end of your bench is a little thin for me. Yeah, you don't have a ton of wide out. Um, I prioritized two defenses, Rams and Bucks. I'll kind of figure that out. Didn't even take a kicker. I'll figure that out as well. And yeah, I I went after Tony Pollard and James Cook, who I think have some high upside. Tony Pollard definitely has some high upside. I love him in leagues this year. Um, but you know, he a lot of people are taking him just as uh, because they have Zeke and yeah. He, you know, you want that, you want that handcuff, but I don't know how much I love him as a play on his own, especially when there was other wide receivers, when there was other running backs like Chase Edmonds and Kareem Hunt still on the board there. Yeah, the Chase Edmonds uh, buzz is really interesting coming into the season. I mean, it's an outside first year in an outside zone system for him. That offensive line strengths are at the tackles. He should be playing it. He should be playing on the outside. There's a lot of buzz there, and, you know, really it's not as crowded of a backfield as you would think because really the only guy that's going to be competing for carries there is your boomer bust guy, which is Raheem Mostert. So true. Um, Why don't uh, you – I put you on blast. Why don't you put me on blast? I mean, we kind of talked about yours. I thought you had a really solid strategy. I'm not a Fournette believer. Um, Okay. And Derrick Henry at five, you know, had I not taken Najee, would you, would you, I would have taken Najee if you wouldn't You would have, huh? Yep. Even with Henry available? Yep. Interesting. It's half PPR, man. Yeah, I know. It scares me that Trubisky's their starting quarterback, but um, what can you do? And I don't love that offensive line. And I, I have Najee in two leagues, so I can't talk too much crap on him, Um, but there are question marks, more question marks than there were last year, I should say. True, true. Um, though last year, man, things really panned out. I my biggest critique with you would be, I I did a little bit of a fist bump in my meeting when you took Mike Williams a pick before me and let Michael Pittman fall to me. Mm, okay, you're more in on Michael Pittman. I love the red zone targets that Mike Williams gets. Uh, he's, I mean, he's very like Cortland Suttony in some ways. Like yeah. He just, when he gets his points, he's going to get his points. That big, big body, that high point. I like his touchdown upside. I think he had, I mean, I like him for double digit touchdowns this year and you just have to play that. But Michael Pittman, number one in a, what should be a pass first offense behind Frank Reich and a new quarterback and Matt Ryan. Uh, maybe that was a mistake on my part. Maybe that was a mistake. Mm. Fair enough. Um, what else stood out from this? We can go favorite picks. We can go awards. Uh, my favorite pick was Justin Jefferson, who fell all the way to 10. Wow. That's Riley. Riley really killed it to start the draft. We're not so sure from like six round on, though. Yeah. I don't and love Riley, his back half of the draft. For people who might not. I mean, basically, if you don't work at the company, you might not know who Riley is. But um, One Riley, of our merch guys. Yeah, exactly. 
uh, one of our merch guys, but knows his football, knows his football yeah, ridiculously sure well. Uh, but just to get Justin Jefferson at 10th overall, I was in a league yesterday or two days ago where Justin Jefferson went third overall and nobody batted an eye. So to get him at 10, absolutely insane. I mean, Dwayne Brown, ninth overall, Jamar Chase. And all those guys get, so the first round ends with Yaya getting Cooper Cup, Dwayne getting Jamar Chase, Riley getting Justin Jefferson, and then on the turn, <coughs> excuse me, Riley getting DeAndre Swift, Dwayne getting Alvin Kamara, and Yaya getting Nick Chubb. It really was just a little run there on some value picks that I really liked. Um, it's why I love having the end of the draft. Or the <sighs> the end of the round. It's Love the those back-to-back picks. I mean, Justin Jefferson to DeAndre Swift is an all-time one, too. Yeah. Then Riley gets a little, little crazy with Travis Etienne, who I really don't know what to expect from. It's I, have, cr- it's I don't know what to expect. to think that he went in the third and James Robinson's going in the tenth. I have no idea what to expect from this Jags offense just in general because I don't yeah. know what type of leap Trevor Lawrence is going to take. I took Trevor Lawrence. In the fourteenth, um, just because there's a lot of high upside there, and I'm big I on loading. I'm big on loading up the back Jeez, half of your roster man. with upside. But I don't know what to do about that Travis Etienne pick in third round. Man, awful rich for my blood. Mm. All right, let's go to some awards. Let's start with best value pick. Best value pick. Where are you going here? I am torn. I really like James Robinson. I like Traylon Burks in the 11th. Gosh, Corderell in the 9th is something else. RB8 last year in half PPR. I think that's it. I think Mitchell gets it for Corderell in the 9th. I am going to go with Brennan Ayuk in the 9th round. Ooh. All the reports out of camp are that he is yeah. absolutely taking over. Maybe that number one role. He's Trey Lance's favorite guy. He's catching all those jump balls, those high point balls, and he's so crafty underneath that I think in a PPR, a half PPR world, he's going to absolutely eat this year. And in the ninth round, the ninth round? I know. I saw that come through. And, and you know, running backs, you need to be a little more buyer beware. Wide receivers, there's like a thick tier of like roll the dice and you have to have a little more certainty about what you're doing with your picks. And that Ayuk, that, that feels really good. I also thought Devontae Smith in the 10th would be up there as best value pick. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Do you have a biggest reach? If I don't Jerry Judy this, I in the fifth. Good. Oh, Jerry Judy in the fifth round. Parker, Sperry, our head of sales. Was he on auto draft? I, he was on auto draft some of this. To, to, to give Parker some credit, he's getting married this week, so he is very busy. He's taking some, uh, he's taking some time to do wedding stuff. So I think he was on auto draft for part of this draft. So I don't know if that pick was an auto draft or not. Well, but that'd Jerry be more Judy surprising the- if it was though, wouldn't it? That's why it I should asked. be. I- like, <laughs> what's it? The computer's also a crazy Broncos fan who overvalues its players. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <'Cause-> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> to me, I, I saw that, that come one. through and I just went, whoa. <laughs> I mean, geez, like all the wide receivers taken afterwards. I would rather have Allen Robinson, who was his next wide receiver picked. Jalen Waddle, Monra St. Brown, Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, Hollywood. Man, that might be one of the picks I hate the most, too. How's Hollywood Brown going 15 plus picks before DeAndre Hopkins? Because of Hopkins' suspension. So you've got half a year where Hollywood's going to be the number one. But we have history to show us that Hollywood is not a true number one wide receiver. Is he the number one, though? Or is he one of two slot wide receivers in that offense who's more of a decoy and a deep ball spacer? Answer that. I'm going to push the mic away from me so I can blow my nose and not sneeze again. I think that he's probably more of the latter. I think he is more of a spacer. He's more brought in to be, but the issue is he's going to have to be a number one because those first what it's six games, right? Those first six games, Hopkins is out. So he's going to have to be a number one in those first six games, but he hasn't really shown the body. He doesn't get separation outside of his speed on deep routes. And if you're just running nine routes all game, I mean, there's a backyard football level of play to what Kyler does that allows that to be feasible. But I don't know, man. In the seventh round, is that what we're saying right now? Yeah. Seventh, first pick of the seventh round. God, it's mighty rich. Did Rondale even go? Rondale did go. He went late. I swear Rondale's better and will be better than Hollywood Brown. Ah, man, there's money behind it, though. They gave up a first-round pick. Fair enough. Fair enough. We're going to keep on our awards. We will talk a little week one. Um, But, you know, there's not money just connected to the Hollywood Brown at the Cardinals. There's money connected to a DraftKings Sportsbook. And your pocketbook. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, As you know, football is here. It's only been the content surrounding our entire network. That's not... Eurobasket uh centered i suppose um and this is the first fun sunday of the nfl season which is why DraftKings is hooking it up in a big big way for all our new users right now you can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly and as an added bonus for week one everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion it's simple bet on an nfl team to win if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game you get paid instantly even if your team loses this is wild um download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday that's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official Sports betting partner of the NFL minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details. Um, this is an award I want to throw your way. It's called the Good Things Come to Those Who Wait Award. And it's the best quarterback selection from round seven on. Uh, Joe Burrow at in the seventh round. Yaya didn't have a great draft, but Joe Burrow in the seventh, I think, is a great value. Uh, Riley got Russell Wilson in the seventh as well. Yeah. I think eh on that, but uh, Joe Burrow really has the upside of really an elite quarterback this year, I think. Very 
Tom Brady-esque in the way that they play with just the amount of yards he's going to put up in that go-ball offense. Um, and that's probably my favorite play there. Uh, I also have to shout myself out. I, uh, for some reason, they let Jalen Hurts fall to the seventh round. yeah. <laughs> and I'll take it all day. He's such a high floor. He is not an elite football player, but he is an elite fantasy football player. He sure is. Yeah, and as long as he stays the starter, which is where the football player versus fantasy player comes into play, um, you're going to be set up for success. I mean, the dude averaged over 20 points a game last year. Yeah, no, I mean, that would be my pick by a mile. Um, It's just a really nice selection. Joe Burrow, there's some injury concern. There always will be, and I hope Broncos fans don't get too turned off by me going, eh, on Russell Wilson. It's just... New offense, different setting, new conference. There, there's, you know, you got to hedge your bets and you got to handicap these things properly. So I think late seventh, it's a good range to have picked him in. I just, I feel like Tom Brady in the 10th is a much safer pick. Tom Brady in the 10th, such a great pick. Love Kirk that Cousins from Jake. Kirk Cousins in the 13th is a great pick. Kirk Cousins in the 13th, that was great. I also really loved Trey Lance in the 12th. High upside pick. Take a flyer there. There's just so much. Too many question marks for you. No, I mean, it's with the quarterbacks. I just feel like take old reliable and stick to it. Like I'm I'd be happier with Kirk Cousins in the 13th. But the upside is extremely intriguing. The upside is so intriguing for the 12th round. He also also already had Lamar Jackson. So I really like it as a backup quarterback play in the 12th there. And you're not spending too rich of a pick to get a backup quarterback, which you should always stay away from. Fair enough. Fair enough. Biggest late surprise. Also, biggest reach you not um mentioning damon pierce in the fifth round i think is uh i don't know an interesting omission i selected him so that's i like damian pierce so i'm not gonna think he's a reach ah uh, yeah i felt like it was better to pull the trigger he's one of those guys that i would rather have on my team and pull the trigger two rounds early than not have him on my team and that's one of the things i've learned about fantasy over the last couple years is sometimes you just need to pick your guys it's true it's true i also like i knew jake was sniffing around like i had to i had to get that done nice and quick you did that's just how it is um biggest surprise and let's say the ninth on biggest surprise in the ninth on uh the bills defense going in the 10th round (laughs) (laughs) yeah dwayne brown dwayne our our lovely art director and uh bills fan here uh took a defense in the 10th which the next defense went off the board in the 13th so it was a little bit of a reach and when it went off the board, I went, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that'll surprise you. They're not that stacked. They're not that stacked. They were number Their one in DVOA. going to be tough. They, were, they, have a waste, they were number one in weighted DVOA last year, which I know yeah, in yeah, general yeah. is great, but that doesn't also, also turn into points. They were the number one scoring defense last year as well, but they faced a slate of absolute jokes at quarterback last year, and that's just not the case this year. They've got a really hard schedule. 
Mm. I like that. I like that. That's a solid pick. I'm a huge Romeo Dubs guy. 12th round, I thought, was just a little rich. I think it was one of those where Yaya listened to our podcast and we all said we were in on Romeo Dubs and I think he went a little bit well, too Well, yeah, fast. you want to get your guy. But then, okay, Alan Lazard was long gone. Yeah. Like even him before Marquez Valdez-Scantling is kind of... Kind of wild. Kind of wild. But you got to stick to your convictions. There. You got to stick to your convictions. Uh, I probably reached a little bit on Isaiah Spiller too. Yeah. I mean, love the kid, love the talent. It's just, where's he on that depth chart? Even He's probably number two. Um, but if Eckler gets hurt, I like it a lot. If he's number two, it's a great pick. If he's more like 3A, 3B, or even in play for number four, then... It's an... I, again, I load the back of my roster with high upside. It's what I have done the last couple of years. Smart. It's smart. I was still kind of filling my roster with quarterbacks and stuff. Um, any final notes on these drafts before we get into some week one stuff? Not that I think of. It was a great draft. Uh, hope everybody had an awesome draft season. And um, we'll get into some waiver wire plays and some streaming options next. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I mean, especially streaming options, especially defenses is where we would start my favorite defense to stream week one is the philadelphia eagles that's a good call i love their front they're going up against the detroit lions and i as much as there is hype behind the lions this offseason i just don't see them winning any more than seven games and the philadelphia eagles front is filthy i think it is absolutely prime for a couple turnovers on that i think they're going to play ball control offense the entire game keep the ball away from the lions offense and i just think it's going to be a low scoring game so it's my favorite it's my favorite defense to stream well absolutely love that every team preaches about building outside in uh from the trenches uh especially the importance of the interior defensive line but they, their actions don't correspond to that. The Eagles' actions actually correspond to that. Absolutely. And this is the year where they'll have all their young guys while they still have Fletcher Cox and some of the old guards still. So I, I absolutely love that. Um, and they were not selected in our draft. They were not. The other defense not selected in our draft that I really like week one, the Titans playing the Giants, who are just a mess on offense. New system, new quarterback. Who's who's catching passes? I don't know. Who's scoring points? I don't know. Who's getting carries? I don't know. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess, um, man. The Titans' defense should be pretty good, even without Harold Landry. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I think they'll be dominant against the Giants. I kind of can't believe as a football better that I get another year of uh, being able to bet against Daniel Jones. It's, it's incredible. Like an incredible gift. So those are my two, those are probably my two streaming plays. Um, 
at at defense this week or you could always go uh in general a good idea with streaming defenses is to find the games that you think are just going to be ugly that are going to be low scoring and pick the defense that you think is going to win so there's also a jags commanders game this weekend pick whoever you think is going to win out of that game and stream that defense because i guarantee you neither of them are rostered we're going to skew to a heavy broncos audience and jake did take the Broncos with the second to last round. Um, but if the Broncos are still available, that Saints matchup is juicy. juicy. I mean, I'm sorry. Seahawks matchup. Seahawks massive ma- yeah. matchup is juicy. Uh, expect some turnovers in that game. Yeah. Lots. Um, and the O-line for the Seahawks has been garbage for a while. Garbo. So you've got some, uh, some waiver wire stuff. Ah, uh, I just like uh, maybe not waiver wires. Just some of my my favorite plays. Yes, yes, lay it on us. This um, is great to to kind of finish up. So I show. am gonna like I personally on my team I'm gonna stack Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith this weekend Ooh, against okay. the Lions secondary. Okay. I really like yeah. that. Um, yeah. I don't love their defensive line either. So I I really think that there's gonna be some outside containment issues with Jalen Hurts where he's going to be able to get to the outside, play off of those play-action boots, and Devonta Smith is really going to be able to eat because they're going to sell out to try and stop A.J. Brown. Love that. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to end up stacking them. Uh, Again, just going back to that going back to that matchup. Um, And another stream I like is James Robinson is a James Robinson is available in a lot of leagues. Mm -hmm. I still think he might be the best back on that team. I don't know what we're getting out of Travis Etienne. Yeah. And like I said, against the commanders, I think that team, if they've got strength anywhere, it's the defensive line, which makes you sort of question. But boy, did they not live up to the hype last year. So probably my worst fantasy take coming into the year was that that would be a top defense. Yep. So I don't love that line. And uh, I think just there's just some value with James Robinson. He's available in a lot of leagues. I love that. I mean, with how hard it is, that scarcity at running back. Having a guy like him is uh, not bad. Anything else for us? That's all I've got. You got any sleepers or anybody? Oh, man. No, I got to see how this season plays out. I don't believe anything we've seen thus far. I need to see actual regular season football be played. Another one I'll just throw out real quick is uh, Raheem Mostert. Is always a boomer bust guy. Uh, Might get into the end zone. Yeah, super late pick. He's available in a lot of leagues. Might get a couple touchdowns. You never know with him. Love that. Love that. Um, if you're RB needy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm all about that, man. So that's going to do it for us. We will be back next week to talk about some actual football that's been played, some actual injuries to adjust to, all of that and more. Can't wait to do this all season long with you, Kale. Appreciate you. And appreciate you guys for listening. We'll be back. Shouts to the DraftKings. Bye.